the name of Jesus. Thank you for meeting us here, Lord. Thank you for the praise and worship, Lord, that you placed down in our hearts to give you glory, to magnify your name in the midst of it all. God, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we just ask that you would bless, continue to bless as we open up your word, Lord. Give us what to say and how to say that you alone will be glorified because there's none like you, Lord. We can search all over. We can search eternity-wide, but there's none, none like you. And so, Father, we just thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's none like the Lord now. My Lord, I could take that all day. You know, sometimes you just need to let the Holy Spirit just marinate, you know, just, just saturate you to, you know, to be in the presence of the Lord. Look where he's brought us from. Thank you, Lord. No wonder the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. You say good times or bad times or uh, in between happy times. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. He goes on to say, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us, hey, and let us, and let us, exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, listen, I'm about wiped out already. <laughs> Y'all may have just rolled me out of here because God is just that good. Thank you, Lord. Nobody like the Lord. Amen. Amen. No wonder the Lord give us the topic today. Thank God for grace. Hallelujah. Anybody here just grateful for grace today. We, we're just going to talk a little bit about grace today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank God. You know, I believe it's important to have a thankful heart. I believe it's important to have an attitude of gratitude. I think it's good for us to remember where God has brought us from, where we are and where he's taken us to. God, we say thank you. Amen. You know, we can't thank God enough. God, I bless you. Give you glory, give you honor. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, as I'm looking at this and everything we've heard on this afternoon and this morning in power have led up to this thought of thank God for grace. Because of his grace, we are here today, sitting together in heavenly places. You know, we're living in a time to where there's not a whole lot of peace in the world. There's chaos all the time. You turn on your favorite news station and there's chaos. There, there, people don't have any peace. Folks are just angry. Folks are shooting each other on the highways and you, you name it and it's happening. But, but thank God for grace. Thank God. Somebody composed a song, Amazing Grace. Oh, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And guess what? And you. I once was lost. We once were lost, but now we're found, was blind, but now we see. Thank God for grace. You know, I was looking, I think it was uh, in, in Revelation, matter of fact, uh, chapter 
1, verse 4. Uh, John, writing to the churches, uh, the seven churches of Asia Minor, he says, uh, uh, at, at, at grace and peace be to you. Isn't it amazing? You can look all through scripture. I think even Romans 1 and 17, 1 and 7. It, it talks about grace and peace. And what blesses me, grace always comes before peace. You can't have peace without the grace of God. You can search all you want, eternity-wide. But if, 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 if Christ is not the center of it, there'll be no peace. But there's peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, the peace that I have, the peace that I give, your world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it away. Praise God. And you know grace and mercy is, 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 is twins. They, 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 they cousins, they kinfolk. Thank God for grace. What is grace? Kindness and compassion. God's unmerited favor. I'm just saying thank God for grace. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Like they say, somebody, hello. <laughs> grace is getting what we don't deserve. Uh, it also carries the idea of bestowing a gift or favor. And get this, and grace is always extending of a blessing to the unworthy. Thank God for grace. See, I know that I wasn't worthy of this great grace that God has bestowed upon me. Wow. Unfailing love. I, I love the way uh, the New Living Translation deals with the word grace, Brother Chuck. It took the New Living Translation a little sentence <laughs> to, to express what grace is. It says, unfailing love and faithfulness. Thank God for grace. Thank God for unfailing love and faithfulness. How many know that God is, is unfailing in his love for you and I? I'm talking about even at our lowest moments. His grace. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and so mercy also has to do with kindness and compassion, just like grace does. Whose kindness and compassion? God's kindness and compassion. But here's the difference. Mercy is often spoken of in the context of God not punishing us for what we deserve. Not punishing us for what we deserve. Because if the truth be told, we all should be annihilated, should be wiped out because of our sin nature and because of who, who we were without Christ. But his mercy said no. God said, you know what? All that you deserve, I'm going to put it on my son on the cross. And he's going to bear it for you. That's mercy. Thank you, God. And how many want mercy today? You know, I, I've heard Brother... Brother Chucky said a couple of times that where, you know, uh, when we in a dire strait, we want mercy. When it's somebody else, a perpetrator, we want justice. <laughs> you know, throw the book at them, you know. But then when it comes to it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's not.
not my mother, not my father, not my sister, Lord, not my brother, but it's me, Lord. I'm standing in the need of mercy. I'm standing in the need of your grace, God. And for that, I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to take for our text today uh, just uh, four verses from uh, St. John chapter 1. You know, John the apostle, John the beloved, uh, John who presents Jesus as the son of God. He, he's the one that's not part of the other three, the synoptic gospels. He have his own take of uh, not when Jesus was born and his pedigree. He goes back to the beginning of time. Eternity past. Wow. Jesus Christ. And so, but at the 14th verse, and the word, capital W-O-R-D, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, point number one. The word put on flesh and not of the seed of man. But Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and so, so the word of God, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Thank you, God. And, and the earth was void, was without form and void, and darkness, darkness covered the face of the deep. God said, let us make man in our own image. And he spoke and the universe came into existence. So that word became flesh and dwelt among us. And for number two, uh, the writer, who is an eyewitness, he says, and we beheld his glory. I have a friend, he, he loved Jesus so much, no matter what happened, he said, glory. I mean, he was scared of living daylights out of you if you don't know it. You sit next to him in the church and you just minding your own business and, and he, he, he hear a word, he said, Glory. <laughs> In the glory of God. So we beheld his glory. Hey, how many here today just, you, you, you love to, uh, that glimpse of God's glory? Where he meets you in your secret place. Where, where he meets you uh, when, when, when times are hard. And, and he shows you, I'm right there with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, and, and it was the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Here it is, watch this. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of unmerited favor and truth. Verse 15, John bore witness of him. And this is John writing. He's writing for our benefit, for our edification. We need to know what we've tapped into, saints. Well, we have tapped into the, the, the throne room of God because of his grace. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he whom I said. And he's this John is talking about John the Baptist. This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, the Apostle John is writing this book. He's referring to John the Baptist, who God showed him, man, you just the forerunner. He, uh, there's one coming. You're not even going to be worthy to untie his shoe. But he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and that with fire. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. 
verse 16. Watch this. And of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. What does that mean? Grace on top of grace. Grace, 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 and more grace. <laughs> we have received from him. I love how uh, the Amplified Version puts this together. That same verse. It says, for out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Thank God for God's grace. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. And verse 17, for the law was given through Moses. How many could keep the law? How many folks have y'all read about that could keep the law? Say, none, you know. But the law was just and holy and good. But it was to show man his sinfulness and how desperately he needed a savior. For the law was given through Moses, but li listen to this, I love this. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. If you want to know truth, look for Jesus. If you want to sort through all the, the nonsense, look for Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And verse 18 says, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. And, and, and we, and Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Look how Jesus ministered to people while he walked the dusty shores of Galilee for 33 years and giving sight to the blind, undeserved. Oh, no, you're in need. I'm going to give you sight. You mean you can't hear? No problem. I'm going to touch your ear, and you're going to be able to hear. You, you mean to tell me that you are possessed with demons? Demons, get out. Grace upon grace. Blessings upon blessings for that which we did not deserve. Thank God for grace. So in what, uh, just a few minutes, I just want to share a couple of things because I really got over my head talking about this grace thing. So, okay, it ain't just a gospel thing. It's not just a New Testament thing. Grace goes all the way back to Genesis. And, and so I'm looking at, 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 at the, the scripture is replete with God's grace. People who didn't deserve God's blessing, he showered grace upon them. And I'm saying, okay, Lord, I'll just pick a few things to share with the saints today before I sit down. So we can find grace in the situations that we have in our life. How many know that? See, see there's another definition for grace as well. It's the operating power of God operating in our lives. Thank God for grace. God, thank you. Have you ever had a task where you felt like you wasn't up to? And, and God said, I got this. Come on, take my hand. And it just walks right on with you. And you say, oh, I made it through. Thank God for grace. Thank God for his unmerited favor. In our infirmities, thank God for grace. There's a, the, the man named Paul, the apostle, who, who wrote Pratnam, Pratnam, back to Oklahoma, had... Had pretty much wrote all of the New Testament. He, he was testifying one day to folks that I know a man 
uh, who was caught up into the third heaven. He, he, he saw things that wasn't even lawful to repeat down here. And, and if, as one born out of due time, he was just sharing that God showed him something. You know, but God knows us. He, he knows who we are. He knows our shortcomings. He, he knows our propensities. And, and, and because of his grace, he speaks to us and he shows us the way to go. Because every one of us in here is different. We all came from different backgrounds. We, we, we have some good and we got some bad, but, but thank God for his grace, he knows us. And he won't give me what, what Sister uh, Christie needs, but he'll give me what Kermit needs. Amen. All for his glory. Thank you, Lord. So in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, see, sometimes we can have some issues. And, and so Paul was given a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. Because God said, no, man, you know what? I brought you from a long way. And some things I'm showing you, 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 you I just, I just want to make sure I keep you, keep you with a governor on you. And so that was given to him a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. So it pick up in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Because he had asked the Lord three times, move this situation from me. I've been, I'm sure some of us at times we've asked God for some certain things and we haven't seen it happen. Sometimes we're asking God for healing for a certain person or for us in a certain situation or we asking for deliverance in, uh, on this job or, or whatever, a myriad of things. And, and, and we prayed because sometimes, see, if you don't have faith, though, you say, well, I prayed about that and nothing happened, so, so I'm going to do it. No, no. See, when, when we pray, we believe and we trust God. So, I say all that to say in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, the Apostle Paul had sought the Lord three times to remove this affliction from him. First time, he didn't hear nothing. Second time, he didn't hear nothing. Well, and I'm going to cry out again. Third time. And no doubt the Holy Spirit said, listen, now it's time for you to listen to me. And, and so, it says, for, and, 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 the, and the Lord said, he said, the Lord said to me, in the midst of my affliction, in the midst of my infirmity, in the midst of my sickness, he says, he said to me, my grace, ooh, hallelujah, that which you don't deserve, uh, that blessing after blessing, he said, my grace, listen to this, is sufficient for you. Well, now that might would have been good enough for most of us, but, but see, when the Lord is dealing with us, he's going to take us to the place he wants us to be. He didn't just leave it there by saying, my, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, so, so, so Paul said, therefore, most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God, I may be weak, but you are strong. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You, you, you mean to tell me in my infirmity, God, you still love me and you're still caring for me. And you're still using me. Your grace is sufficient. Thank you, Lord. He comes to us in our weaknesses. Grace in our weaknesses. Do you feel a little weak sometimes? <laughs> you know, I heard a yep. <laughs> you know, see, see, it, you know, you can you can buff up all you want. I always used to joke like, "Come on, wake up, fellas." You know, 
not talking about that kind of weakness. I'm talking about that weakness when you're, you're crushed and, and you don't know which way to turn. You know, in Hebrews 4, 15, I thank God for Jesus. See, you know, we started in St. John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory as the only begotten son of God. Here the writer of Hebrews picks up to, see, the word of God is to encourage us. Uh, the word of God is to direct us. The, the word of God is to give us hope and give us peace and, and, and to build faith in us. And, and to know, I think it's, 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 I not think, I know, beyond peradventure of a doubt, it's important to know the God you serve, to know his character, to know the great love in which he has loved you, to know that he will never leave us. And so in our weakness, the, the writer of Hebrews said, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Come on, somebody. The Lord Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses. Ain't no need even running around here, oh, yeah, Sandy, I'm strong. You know, oh, oh yeah, I, I, I got this under control. <laughs> no, I need to get it, keep it real. You know, Lord, I don't know what to do. Help Jesus. Have anybody had a help me prayer before? Where you didn't have time to go, oh, Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, creator of all mankind. Have you ever had one of those prayers where they help God? <laughs> Sometimes it's just Jesus. Anybody ever have the Jesus prayer? I've had them. I was falling out of a ceiling one time. I had just got saved and had taken some medication for the hives I broke out with. And I was working in a laundromat down in Compton. And the guys I worked with were slow. They moved the ladder. The ceiling was higher than this. And I'm working and I'm messing around. They, I was done. And they're dragging around. And I went to sleep from the medication up in that open ceiling. And I come to myself and I saw myself falling. <laughs> but God's grace. Sandy and I hadn't been remarried but maybe a couple of years, a few years at the most. And the, and the man, the men that was working, they came running. They said, we heard you scream, Jesus. And when I came to, Brother David, my arms was holding on to two joists in the ceiling. And my legs were just dangling like this. But God didn't let me fall. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank God for his grace. I didn't deserve it, but he showered his grace down upon me. So for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we Don't thank God you saved and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost that you're not going to be tempted. Yet he was without sin. Jesus, he, he was tempted in every way we are, but without sin. And so when we're tempted with sin, we need to look unto the one who have restored his grace upon us. And he'll carry us through. I think I may have said years ago, I was telling about a man who went to a house to do some electric work or plumbing work, and he got the work done. It's time to get the check. 
He come from under the house, knocks on the door, and the lady of the house comes to the door with a negligee on. And, and he starts, oh, Lord, Jesus, help, Lord. Give me strength, God. And the Holy Spirit say, there's the door. All you got to do is leave. See? So we need to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us in the midst of our weaknesses. So, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us, therefore, saints, grab hold of this passage. This is Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. Let us, y'all help me say us. You know, we <laughs> No soul throws. No, you know. Let us, therefore, come boldly. That means with confidence. That don't mean bodacious. Oh, I'm going to tell God just what I want him to do. Hello, he's holy and he's righteous in all of his ways. Preach, sister. Come on. <laughs> See, but we need to grab... <laughs> We need to grab hold it. Let us therefore come boldly with confidence to the throne of grace. Watch this. That we may obtain mercy. See, remember now, mercy is it, it, not getting what we deserve. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and what else? And find grace. <laughs> find that unmerited favor of God and find grace to help in the time of need. Anybody need help today? I'm giving you, the, the Lord has given us the solution now. Let us come boldly with confidence to the throne of grace. Oh, God. Yeah, God. You know, Lord. You know my uprising. You know my downsetting. God, you know what I'm facing. Help, Lord. And you know what my Lord says? I hear you. Just like he told the children of Israel, I have come down to Egypt, <laughs> to Pharaoh's house, to deliver you. Woo, isn't that something to know? God has come down to deliver you. You're not in this thing by yourself. God knows where you are. He knows what you need. He knows the, the, the valley of the shadow of death that you're walking in. He said, but I will fear no evil. We should say, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Woo. He prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. A few days, <laughs> all the days of my life. And not only that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. <laughs> See, y'all preaching now. Y'all preaching now. Come on, Rocky, finish it up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and not only that, he helps us in our humility. See, God wants us to be humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In, 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 in uh, uh, 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6, likewise, you younger people, that's me, I'm still young. It, it, it said, my daughter said, to who? <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> Amen. 
Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. And then it says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Because now, why, why the Lord bring up this passage? Because sometimes we as saints don't want to humble ourselves. You know, we, we want, sometimes we want to let everybody know we got it all together. I'm on top of it. Matter of fact, I'm on top and prospering. <laughs> if the Lord don't help you, if the Lord don't help us. Likewise, your younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. That the humility is opposite of being puffed up and high-minded. It, it's lowly. Meek, Jesus came meek and lowly, riding on a donkey. Why is it hard sometimes for us as saints of God? We can understand the world. Why is it hard for us sometimes to humble ourselves? So he, say, he, he says, be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. God actively opposes the proud. He said, you stop right there. You're not going any further because I oppose the proud. He says, but gives grace to the humble. Ooh, thank God for grace. But gives grace to the humble. Therefore, therefore, see that's what the therefore is there for, because he gives grace to the humble. So therefore, humble yourself. You don't be sitting up here praying, God, I want you to humble me. You may not want that. God say, oh, you want me to humble you? You know, he, he God say, you know, I did humble Pharaoh. I did humble Nebuchadnezzar, turn him out in the field for seven years. So, so rather than saying, God, humble me, humble yourself. Why, and, and, and why should you do that? The words say, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Your hands is T-Rex. It's too short to box with God. I'm going to give you an uppercut. No, you <laughs> not going to happen. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and I love this part, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up in due time, and he will lift you up to do his will. He will not lift you up for you to pat yourself on the back or to get accolades from somebody else. He'll lift you up to the place he wants you to be that you can be effective and somebody will come to know Jesus because of what he's doing in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And so he also, and I, I, let me get, get close in this, but see, grace is directly connected with your salvation, with my salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 10. For by grace, unmerited favor. Blessing upon blessing. Glory upon glory. For by grace that only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Matter of fact, Sister Lord, that faith came from God. The Bible tells me that God has given every man a measure of faith. Faith, faith, faith. You don't need a whole lot, just use what you got. 
Hallelujah. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, now, you see, and this is why the previous verse said, humble yourself. See, he said, and, and that, and, and that, that, that grace which you have been saved by through faith, that's not of yourself. You say, oh, yeah, I'm going to save myself. No, <laughs> you already send yourself to the other place. You can't save yourself. It's going to take something way, and somebody way greater than you to save you. I, I would imagine if I was to ask the question, I won't, but in general. But if you sit in here now and you remember who you used to be, you might not have thought yourself that you could have been saved. <laughs> but, but the Lord said, that's my son, that's my daughter. I have a plan for you, plans of good and, and, and plenty and to give you hope and an expected end. I love you. And he reached down and he picked us up out of a horrible pit and he established our going. He placed our feet up on a solid rock and he wrote our names down in heaven. Wow. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Mm, thank God for grace. And, and listen, and that not of that, that and that not of works. So ain't no need to run around here talking about, you know what? I did my work for the Lord today. I helped the old lady cross a Millican Boulevard by herself. No, that ain't going to get you into heaven. You know, not of works. And some saints today are still living in that mode to where I got to work my way into heaven. And I got to do this. And I better not do that. <laughs> because if I do, I'm going to be lost. That is not salvation. That is not freedom in Christ. That is not what the word teaches about the gospel. We are free in Christ, but we're not free to sin. But because he lives in us, thank you, Lord. I thank God for the correction of the Holy Ghost. I thank God that he chastises those who he loves. I thank God that when I even think wrong, the bell goes off. And it calls me to say, God, have mercy. Forgive me, God. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can we who are dead to sin live any longer? How can we who are dead to sin, Pastor John, practice sin? Thank you, God. Back to this scripture. I quote. For, for, for not a works lest anyone should boast. Listen at the words there. If you're boasting and you're not boasting in the Lord, what are you boasting in? In, in what I've done? in what I've accomplished, if any man boasts, let him boast in the Lord. He says, for we are his workmanship. <laughs> man, if that ain't a shout in the house, I don't know what is. You, you, you mean the, the master potter, the master architect, the master art, artist, artiste, Rembrandt have nothing on Jesus. For we are his workmanship. Number one, created in Christ Jesus. Number two, to good works. <laughs> See, we don't do good works to get saved. Good works is the result of being saved. Which God, listen to this, which God prepared beforehand. Before what? 
before he said, let there be light. Before he said, uh, uh, I'll make man in my own image, in our image and likeness. Before that, he said, I knew you. Wow. He says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hello, somebody. That we should walk in them. When your flesh act crazy, say, shut up, flesh, and walk in Christ. When your flesh want to lamb blast somebody, stop the music. Think about the grace of God. Thinking about the mercy of God. And, 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 and he will hold your tongue. He will guide your footsteps. That's the God we serve. We got to give it all to him. All to him I owe. And, and not only that, listen to what Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 10. But may the God of all, y'all help me say grace. But, the, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ. Listen to this real close. After you have suffered a while. After we have suffered a while. Somebody's suffering now as we speak. But after you have suffered a while, he will perfect you. He will establish you. Oh, my God, this is, this is getting to wear me out now. See, you know, I mean, just, just look what the Lord has done. Look where he brought us from. The, the, the gospel song up there in Colorado, look, they say, look where he brought us from. That choir would be shaking the foundation. But he, will, he will perfect us. He will establish you. And not only that, he will strengthen you. I hope somebody's getting this today because this is, man, thank God for grace. And after he strengthened you, Pete, he'll settle you. He'll settle you. He, 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 it, it's like a house, it used to crack. You, not as bad as it was. It would, it would like, but what's happening, it was settling. For whatever reason, it was settling. And it's almost at a point now, the crackling have stopped. The crackling in our lives. It ain't as noisy as it used to be because of God's grace. The stresses in our life are not like they used to be because of God's grace. The, the heaviness of heart and mind is not the same now because of God's grace. It still flares up sometimes, but when I thank God for grace, I say, hallelujah, Jesus, because I'm living in a house that I didn't build. I'm eating food that I did not grow. I'm driving a car that I did not build. Hallelujah, Jesus. His grace is sufficient for us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Come on, Pastor John. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Did we hear from the Lord this morning? Give the Lord a hand praise once again. Grace. We used to sing a song. Grace, grace. 
God's grace. Grace that is greater than all my sins. You know, the Bible says, where sin doth abound, grace, not just barely making it, grace much more, much more abounds. And so we thank God for his grace. You know, grace is just an outpouring of his love. That's the expression of who he is. God is love. That love is expressed in his grace. It's expressed in his mercy. It's expressed in all his blessing. He's expressing his love. I hope somebody heard something this, this morning, this afternoon on Zoom, on Facebook Live, here in the sanctuary that has maybe made you make a decision. I want that grace. I want to get closer to him. I think we were talking about this morning, that relationship. A lot of times we are suffering in our homes. There's no peace in our homes. We, 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 we crave closeness with somebody. You may not have it at home, but you can find it in Jesus Christ. His grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Perfect in your struggle. Perfect in your chaos. Perfect in your pain. The things that you're going through in life that are just tearing you down. They're wearing you down. They're hurting you to the core. And you don't see any hope. There is hope in Christ. There's hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father, this afternoon we're just so thankful. We're thankful, Father, for the man of God, the word of God. We're thankful for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. We thank you, Lord, this afternoon. We thank you, Father, that you, you, you have extended your love in us to us by your grace. By grace you have saved us. By grace, you have delivered us. By grace, you come to set us free. And you said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And we thank you today, God. We look for that freedom. We look for that release. We look for that compassion, that closeness with you this morning, this afternoon. We come to you this afternoon for those, Lord, that want to have that closer walk with you. And we ask him, Lord, that you touch them today. We ask that you hear the cry of their hearts Lord, we know that you know how they feel. You are not a high priest who has not been touched by the feelings of our infirmities, by the feelings of the things we are going through, even right now, God. And we ask that you touch right now. You who sits high and looks low, Lord, you know where we are. You know where we need to be touched. You know where we need to be helped. And we ask even this afternoon, God, that you touch. Touch our homes, touch our families. Touch our relationships. Touch our marriages. God, touch us. Touch our children, God. Touch our bodies. We need a touch in our bodies today. We have sicknesses and disease. We need a touch in our minds, God. Mental illness, God. Stress. We have anxieties. Oh, God, we need you today. And we thank you, Lord. You said you would never leave us, neither forsake us. And you said that you can do anything 
all things are possible to them that believe. And so we come to you today. We come to you in faith, God, believing that you can do it, that you can fix it, that you can take care of it. We can't do it ourselves, Lord. We need you today. We bless you today. Have your way, Lord. Touch those that are in the sound of my voice, Lord, those that have heard your word, and Lord, take them to the next step, Lord. Take them to the next step, Lord. Take them to that next step, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, as we get ready to leave this place and on Zoom, as we get ready to turn down the Zoom, God, we thank you that you have spoken to our hearts and that the things that we've heard this morning, this afternoon, God, they'll not leave us, but they'll go with us, God. The, those seeds that were planted, the water of those seeds that were planted, Lord, will bring forth fruit, God, that you will get the glory. And we thank you for the blessing of it. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for your blessing on this church, three Ps, prayer, praise, and proclamation. We thank you today, God. We thank you for the man of God. And Lord, we ask your blessing upon that box in the back where we are allowed to be a blessing. You have blessed us to be a blessing. And Father, we thank you for every giver. We thank you for the heart to give. And we thank you for those that are the cooks and the caregivers in the back, God. We thank you for those that are taking care of people in their own homes today, God. We thank you for that heart to give, that heart to love, that heart to be of help because we know, Lord, you are going to bless them. We thank you today for who you are. You're just such a good God. You're such a good, good Father. Oh, God, we thank you for your love for us, a love that's beyond our understanding. Continue to help us to understand it, Lord, a little bit more than we did before. We thank you for all these things, and we ask them in Jesus' name because there is no name greater. There's no, no one greater. We've looked all over. We've found that there is no one, no one, no one greater, and there's no one like you. We praise you today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God.